Welcome back to another episode of our Eagle Perspective podcast. I'm Mike Siciliano, Dean of Students of the Upper School. I am joined today by, I say this all the time, but two of my all-time favorites. For reals this time. For reals. (laughs) Uh, Two alumni, graduates of Santa Fe Christian, Andrew Buchanan, class of 2012. That's correct. Bradley Searle, class of 2011. That is right. Welcome back to Santa Fe. Thank you so much. What's it like to be back here first? Wow, it was. Uh, it brought back a lot of a lot of emotion, a lot of great memories. Yeah. Um, some not so great memories <laughs> as I was driving yeah. up the road. But okay, so you got to share one of each now. Oh man, where do I where do I start? Great memories. We were talking about this last night. Uh, we used to go to Fries in San Marcos. Yes. On Friday yes. nights, <laughs> as seniors, and I guess you were a junior, we'd bring freshman guys. It was kind of like a mentorship. Yeah, we didn't sure, do a Bible study. Of course, you do mentorship at, at Fries. Fries. Yeah. yeah. Where else? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had office chair races. Okay. We watched the same trailer, thirty second trailer, over and <laughs> on over all again. All the different TVs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was right. great. Uh, there was a sound booth, and uh-huh. we did dance parties. Yeah. It was such a dude thing. It was great. Good clean. Go to In and Out or Chick Fil A after awesome that was definitely one of the highlights uh low lights man we'll save that for later okay yeah <laughs> let's warm up a little bit okay what about you andrew yeah I mean, obviously I mean, your football coaches were yes, one of them. the best coach yeah, in, in uh, north county san diego sitting across <laughs> hope he's inducted in the aside whole from that what else um i think i was saying sports like it's yeah. just this sports environment here is incredible um i think obviously i did not play in college so i wasn't this you know, athletic prowess, but the, the great thing about Santa Fe is that you can compete at a high level and, you know, get league championships or we, I played in the CIF finals for both yeah, volleyball and football. I lost them both. That one ended. But, yeah. um, just fond memories of bonding with teammates over that and, and the work and, um, sweat and tears that you put into that. But I mean, it, it yeah. shapes you and it's fun to reflect back on those and, still remember the skills you learned from good coaches and other stuff. I was kidding about the coaching thing. (laughs) But uh, I did ask you, Bradley, when you sat down, I said, did you bring your mom's cookies? I did not. Yeah. So I thought about it on the way over. That was a miss. And I was like, should I turn around, go back and get them? We have them in the freezer. I have waited. We could have started late. Well, had I known that you'd be 10 minutes late, maybe I would have. (laughs) Wow. Called out. Yeah. So so for people who don't know, the Searle cookies are sort of legendary around this place. It's like if there's a bag of those that comes to school, everything stops. Mm -hmm. You know, you stop teaching. You just run (laughs) before they're they're pretty awesome. They are sugary goodness. We actually won Senior Business Week because of those cookies. Well, that's not completely fair. Cal Roberts' dad yeah. owned Flippin' Pizza at the yes, time. So we right. did pizza and cookies. Yeah. I think my mom gave them to us for free. Yeah. A dollar a pop. You basically got free pizza inflation. and free cookies. Yeah. Like, so so, so you have zero cost. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe it's I a did solid business. pizza, too, for exactly. our business. Did you we win? also won. Wow. Well, obviously, maybe you, looked at, you looked up I to him so theme. much. But His we also, also we, we uh, delivered Starbucks to the I local I do remember that. Yeah. So, um, so we had a group this year that came in that pitched coffee and we did, we shared that with them actually like, Hey, you know, you're, you're not thinking big enough here. Like oh. we've had groups in the past that would like take business orders and they, they were just like, Oh my gosh, we're going to go next level. So you're still, you know, inspired. <laughs> Which I can't take credit for that. I think that was my brother's group that initially did that. Yeah. Well, he did all the good Buchanan things first. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then there's me, middle child, you know, and just and forgotten. Craig. Don't forget Craig. And then all right. Longest. We love Craig. So, so let's start with, you know, why do we have the two of you here together so you guys were really good friends going back how far so i would say we've, we've known each other probably since childhood um both of us i think would say our friendship didn't really blossom as corny as that sounds um i think until second half of okay. yeah. high school we were both 
really good friends with Matt Bennett. Yeah. Another great alumni. Oh, we love you, Matt Bennett, um, if you're listening. He's in Italy now. Um, and I think just due to association, um, that's where it started. Yeah. And then really, I think, strengthened into college. And then here we are today still. Yeah. Um, Did you guys, same college, different college? Talk, talk about your kind of journey since Santa Fe, maybe each. Because I think, I mean, you guys are still really good friends. And, and mm-hmm. sure like are. what I'm getting at is like that's... That is unique about Santa Fe. I mean, mm-hmm. for yes. my class too, you know, I'm 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 unfortunately like ten years past you guys, but <laughs> you know, still have a really good group of Santa Fe friends that I would say are some of my core friends, mm-hmm. which I know is true for for you guys. So maybe share a little bit about each of your individual journeys and why that bond has stayed that you created at Santa Fe. Sure. I'll start. Go for it. So I went to Cal or UC Berkeley, however you want to know it. I honestly didn't know it as UC Berkeley until I went there. And I, was like, I always knew it as Cal for the athletics. It's like Cal and UCLA. Um, so I went there. And then I remember we pretty early on, I think, had a scheduled call every Friday, I want to say, that we would just check in, catch up on each other, how the week was, um, just some organic accountability. How did you think things. to do that? I'm trying to remember. Like what? Spawned that. Andrew is one of the most intentional people I've ever met. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. I sometimes pride myself on maintaining relationships or uh, friendships long distance um, and, and having these scheduled calls, but he's next level. He's unbelievable. I was telling his wife uh, this the other day that I've had a lot of friends over the years. Friends come and go. You know that. There's seasons for everything. But Buck, as I call him, um, is is one of the most intentional friends I've had. Well, thank you. Which is amazing. It's a good quality to have. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess continuing that, after college, then moved out to Austin, Texas, hence the reference to these, um, where I went on staff with Campus Crusade and Athletes in Action, or CREW and AIA for short, um, at UT, mentoring student-athletes and fraternity guys. Um, so I did that for two years. Um, loved it. Um, neat. I think coming out of college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I, I didn't want the official nine to five desk job yeah. quite yet. And I was really involved as a student when I was at Cal, um, really was impactful in my spiritual journey and maturity in my walk with Jesus and, um, thought, Oh, why don't I take, um, one to two years, move to a new city and, um, you know, f- figure it out from there. And I guess backing up Brad and I, um, when we were beginning to graduate, we had talked about, hey, should we move to a new city together after college hmm. and see what that is? So I'll kick it over to you because you're a year, year, year older, older than me. And it's a funny story for where we came up with that idea okay. and why we picked Austin. So I think it was, it must have been spring of 2015. Correct, yeah. Did you graduate in 15 or 16? You graduated uh, in 16. 16. So it would have been that summer. Wow, up we're to getting it. old. Um, can't even remember my years. Are, are you so, 30 yet? Yeah, uh, getting there. Okay. Getting there. Yeah, yeah. I'm knocking. <laughs> uh, spring of 2016, we're in a hot tub, which is how all good stories yeah, of stories course. Are, of yeah. course. In Del Mar at an Airbnb. Your parents had rented it. Yeah. yeah. We were hanging out. I was like, dude, I'm graduated. I live in San Diego. You're about to graduate. You're probably going to come back here. We both know we're going to end up in San Diego. Like, this is, how can you beat this? Yeah. But I do want to see what the other side of the, the five looks like, you know? <laughs> so, Just a little yeah. bit east. Yeah. We, uh, we decided that's what we were going to do. We took three weeks to pray about it individually. What's okay. our top three spots? 
There's yeah. a lot of threes. This is very well, biblical. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. So what were they? It was Austin. Mine was Austin. I think Nashville. I thought Boston was and in there Boston, too. Yeah. Or Denver. I mean, we'll they're all, all great spots. Three trendy uh, like, cities. I love all those yeah. spots. Yeah. And so came back. Both our number ones were Austin. <laughs> I took a vision trip out there and fell in love. Moved out a few months earlier than you did. Mm-hmm. And both lived out there for about three years. Yeah. Okay. And what were you doing amazing. out there in Austin? I So I went to Westmont. Yeah. Studied accounting. And unlike um, a lot of people my age, I actually used my degree for my job, <laughs> which is crazy. I know. It's wild. Uh, yeah. Studied accounting. Came back here. Got my CPA. Then moved out to Austin. Worked at a tax internship. Um, I was two or three years out of college. And still, I was an intern um, just because I kept on shifting. Do I want to do tax or audit? And I remember coming back to Santa Barbara and visiting my first internship, and they coined me the 40-year-old intern. <laughs> I was like, okay, easy, guys. I'm still figuring out what I want to do. I'm, yeah. I'm only 22. That's good. Uh, but in Austin, made a lot of great friends. I, I actually lived in a three-story house with 24 other Christians. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it was insane. It was wow. a, a, essentially a Christian frat house yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. people that weren't in college, post-college. Yeah. And we had gals on the first floor. It was right floor. next to campus, too. Yeah, UT's it was campus. about a mile from UT. Gals on the first floor, guys on the second and third. Met some of my best friends, Joanne, yep. Amy, Drew, yep. Scott, Tyler. I can name get all the shout-outs in. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not that any of them are yeah. going to listen to this. Uh, uh, they better. Love you better forward it to them. I will. I will now. <laughs> Sorry for those that I forgot. Um, and Buck and I maintained a really good relationship through those uh, three years. And... Let's see. After the internship, I got a full-time job. All right. Which was amazing. I did it. Yes. Yeah. The Lord provides. <laughs> and I worked with PricewaterhouseCoopers, which yeah. is a big four yeah. accounting firm. Yeah. Uh, worked my butt off for a year and a half. Worked 60, 70, 80 hours a week. Um, got to the point where I had a little side business, uh, a sprouted nut company, a healthy okay. snack company yeah. of all things. True to Cyril form. Yes. <laughs> Cyril yes. family norms. Always, always been on the healthier side of yeah. eating. Um, Minus the cookies. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that was like that the splurge. That's, that's why really they're so fit. good because all of the unhealthy energy went straight into the cookies. <laughs> all of it. Yeah. All okay. of it. Yes. Um, so I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And it came to a head when I slept in my car. So it was the, the filing day for a 10K. And I lived about 45 minutes away. And we were done at 2 a.m. And I had to be back there at 9 a.m. And I did the math. And I'm like, it's not worth driving home. <laughs> so I'm doing it. So yeah. I had my little Toyota Camry curled yeah. up in the back. Yeah. And then made a comment the next day. Like, if you guys notice, I'm in the same clothes as yesterday. <laughs> like, I did put deodorant on. I did brush yeah, my teeth. Sure. Um, but that was that was the time I knew it was, it was time to move on. Okay. I didn't want to be an investment banker or anyone where you work ton of hours yeah. you eventually make a ton of money um during those busy seasons i would come home and my roommates would be like dude you are a skeleton of yourself yeah and i just didn't want that life. so what are you what are you doing now how'd you transition out of that life great question so i moved out to santa barbara for a hot minute and worked for a medical uh management company we managed different surgery centers uh in southern california and we did all their books and uh all their HR and all these out outsourced um, different uh, yeah tasks, I guess. Um, and then I moved down to San Diego, and I was working for Twenty Four Hour Fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got hired in March of twenty twenty. 
Oh, the, yes, the Time first week oh, of man. March 2020. Did yeah. you ever set foot in the building over there? I did. So for my my interview, went in, had a four-hour-long interview. I think it was half an hour with eight different people. Yeah. And I remember going back and just yeah conking out on the <laughs> yeah. couch. I was like, that was terrible. <laughs> I hope I did all right. But they ended up hiring me for whatever reason. Uh, worked in the revenue department um, of the accounting department. And... Uh, yeah, right. Two weeks after I got hired, COVID hit. Yeah. So my new colleagues that I just yeah. met and fresh faces, all of a sudden like that, I'm working from home and doing Zoom training and all that stuff, which got old really quick. Yeah. So I did that for about a year, which was a great experience with uh, with COVID and revenue recognition. And then also they went bankrupt. Yeah. And came out of bankruptcy. Right. Uh, recently, which was a lot of really good experience. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll I'll kick it over to you. You didn't say what you're doing now. Okay. I didn't know if we were going there yet. I yeah, feel like I don't, don't want to dominate the, the conversation. No. Okay. So I was at 24 Hour Fitness and I we had been going into the office, me and my boss and my boss's boss. It's like a 200 person office, only three of us. It was great though because those are my direct reports. Had a lot of fun. And then they said, uh, spring of 2021, you can't come in the office anymore. And that was a bummer because I really enjoyed going in part-time, working from yeah. home part-time. Worked from home. And uh, was only working about four hours a day. And I hope my bosses don't listen to this. But <laughs> I kept on asking them, what can I do? I need more work. I'm not, I'm not working enough. And it's not good for a guy my age to work four hours a day but be paid a full salary. And I was working out. You can it sounds really this. rough. He got it really into CrossFit. Workout oh, wow. twice a day. I was like, yeah, oh, I was dang. a CrossFit coach on the nice. side. Yeah. I worked out about 10 times a week. Yeah. So physically, I was growing. But intellectually, professionally, not, not so yeah. much. Um, I got a call from a friend or a text and he says, my friend has a really great business opportunity for you. And immediately you guys know where I'm going with that. What I thought Amway MLM. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. I was like, dude, I love yeah. essential oils, use them all the time, <laughs> but I don't want to sling them full time. Yeah. So he's like, no, it's a real legitimate business. And I was like, okay, hook me up. Guy's name is Michael Seifert, the friend of the friend. And he started a company called Public Square, and it's an app that we just launched. So I ended up coming on board. Yeah. It wasn't Amway or DoTerra. Well, we'll see afterwards if you try to get us to you know, exactly. sign up to exactly. Public Square. Exactly. Find a sales we do kit. have an affiliate pipeline. Yeah, right. Right. And I'm trying yeah. to grow my downline. Uh, so Public Square is a freedom-loving app. Uh, we are essentially a Yelp and a Nextdoor, but for those with more traditional American values. So I work with Public Square, and uh, it's super exciting. I help out with finances, with the sales. We're a team of about around 100, um, and we started a year ago, so we're growing quick. Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun because yeah. I had the healthy snack business, and uh, I had a partner, but mostly it was just me. And it was hard being an entrepreneur with all the ups and downs and not really feeling like you had a team yeah. by you. Um, and now it's, it's way different. We have a team, we have our six core, and then we have, like I mentioned, quite a few others um, that have been on this journey and it's growing and we're excited. We're launching into other cities and I'm not going to sell you on our affiliate model, um, but uh, it's, it's a really cool job and has a purpose that's deeper than selling gym memberships to right. people that don't go. Yeah. Yeah. But I was one of those people. Yeah. So. Yes. Well, thank you for your money. I think 24-hour yeah. fitness actually like suspended my membership during COVID or something. Okay. I stopped paying. Okay. But I've never called to actually cancel, but I don't pay But anymore. they're probably paying 
Oh, they're not charging. They're you not at charging this point. me. Wow. Like I don't that's know if great. it's a th- I don't know. So so we were supposed to put everyone on freeze until their club opens. Yeah. Up, okay. And then so you start charging. Okay, them that's again. interesting because I think they just reopened the one closest to okay, me. Okay, you so might want to count check. <laughs> I should probably you call. You might want to save some dollars. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because clearly I'm not somewhere. working out much, but that's another podcast. Hey, you got the gym over here. Yeah, it's there. I mean, you know, it is there. It's apparently far from my office. That you use it, Andrew. What about you? So you you came. You were in Austin. You were doing. Uh, so AIA. yeah, how I got to Austin, I mean, cool. I think as Brad said, as we were praying about how to end up there, just I think the Lord led us both there separately, and um, I had got connected with the campus staff or campus director, whatever title we want to call them now, um, there, and they had a need for. Um, they didn't have a lot of uh, fresh college grads who had come out to staff yet. They um, had some other males, but they were just older, so they had to say, "Hey, we need someone to. We'd love for someone to come out and work with um, the." Uh, young men in mm-hmm. college. So that was a cool, I felt that as like, okay, great. Let's, let's go for it. Move to a new city. Um, so that took me out there. I enjoyed doing that for two years. Loved it. I, I kind of coined it as almost a quote unquote masters in evangelism of just how do I learn to disciple others and share my faith in a relatable way, not a, a clunky, overly churchy vernacular, just yeah. to, in a um, common conversational way, learn how to talk about Jesus or explore other people's spiritual journeys and what better way to do that than with college students because um, that's when we're all yeah um, figuring out life and great great time to answer those questions so but after that in that role as much as I loved working with college students um, they're also hard to work with they're very flaky and mm-hmm. scheduling's tough so I'm a very type a personality mm-hmm. three on the Enneagram so very achievement driven you know I work with high school students yes yeah, okay. so just throwing that so out. you're you know that very well it's probably a little bit tougher um, <laughs> So I, I kind of felt, okay, I, I knew I want to go into the marketplace at some point. So um, I didn't want to leave Austin just yet. So like any person living in Austin, young millennial, I joined the tech scene. Mm-hmm. So I worked for yeah. Box.com. Obvious uh, next step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was in inside sales for them, which was great training and um, experience. But um, coupled with, as I was working through that job while I enjoyed it, neat culture, I knew Software sales was very transactional, so I wanted something that was a bit more relationship-driven, and then I wasn't sure how much longer I wanted to be in Austin. So that coincided with meeting my um, now wife, who she was from Austin. We She was on staff with Crew as well, so we had worked there, worked on the same team together. Um, and then she, um, oddly enough, actually went to Regents School oh, Austin, where, where Rod yeah. used to work before coming to Our head of schools, Bay. Mr. Gilbert, was the head of schools yes. before coming Yes, so yes. crazy small world. Yeah. I think he came over to be head of schools here maybe right after I had, 2016 or 2017, I don't know when it yeah, was, but it was when I was in Austin and we somehow yeah. put that together. Man, what are the chances of that? So yeah. that was a neat connection. Um, anyways, to keep it brief, um, found a job out here. Um that moved my wife and I um, out here. So it's with um, Marsh and McLennan Agency. So we do, I'm trying to think of the easiest way to say it. Risk management is the fun way of saying it. Yeah. The less sexy way <laughs> is we're, uh, I'm a business insurance broker. So okay. handle all the liability for a lot of um, life science, digital health, and technology companies, both gotcha. here in San Diego, but also throughout the country. Austin has some clients in New York. So that brought us back here in 20, fall of 2019. Um, so yeah, here I've been loving that job. It's fun. Um, still in a, I guess it's a, it is a sales role, but it's much more relationship focused as opposed to just yeah. slinging software, as they say yeah. in, the, in the technology industry. <laughs> and you have a little one. Two. 
two little, two little ones, ones. eighteen That's month right. old and a, a four month old. Okay, so That's right. That's right. Gosh, we're in that journey, uh, which is yeah. super fun and exciting. Do you need some more coffee? <laughs> it's funny. I still don't drink coffee as yeah. even with two young kids. So I maybe, didn't start maybe till thirty five. There you go. I have a Just few years to get there, there, so maybe. <laughs> um, so that's been a fun new journey, but it's. I was reflecting even just driving up Academy Drive, as I did for so many years, like, you, you thought life was so complicated then, yeah. and now at this yeah. stage, I mean, just any stage as you go up, not that it's just different seasons and the different stresses mm-hmm. of life. I'm like, man, life was so simple in high yeah. school. Like, mm-hmm. I was stressing about taking an AP government test. Right. I mean, it didn't feel simple at the time. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah. So in, in the moment, because you, you, you don't know any different. Yeah, your whole certainly. universe is, But you know. it's just interesting to think as you go through life and just the different journeys and seasons of, you know, certain things in uh, school, middle school, high school prepare you for what you go into. Yeah. But, so what did? Like, yeah. what, are, what are some things for each of you in, in your Santa Fe journey that, like, you look back on and you feel like that was really ground, like, maybe I didn't even know it at the time, but that yeah. was actually a really good skill or very grounding that I hmm. still depend on. Yeah, I think I think back to athletics, just a testament to you and just other coaches, you guys cared more about molding me as a man as opposed to my athletic performance on either the court or the field, you know, respectively for football or volleyball. So I think I took that to heart. It wasn't, hey, I'm I'm equipping you or pouring into you because I know you can perform well on the um, athletic field. It was more, you know, in addition to that, I want to make sure you're you're growing in authentic manhood. So there were some Bible studies that coaches did that I think really focused on that um, and cared more about the character and development of us as opposed to just winning games or championships, I guess. Um, and I think, too, the authenticity of teachers. Mm. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, they, here, we're, we're, mm-hmm. we still have a friendship. Yeah. And I've it's 10 years. Which since you've I, been since very intentional about, to your <laughs> point. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So, or just, yeah, with Coach Rosetta or some of the other coaches, yeah. it's, it's neat, and I think that's unique from my time in, college or even friends in Austin, it's um, unique to still have those relationships here that I think yeah. is, is a special thing about Santa Fe. Um, and I think for me personally, my, gosh, when was this? So I had a knee surgery gone wrong. Gosh, when was that? 2011. Yeah. That, yeah. that your, was your just senior a, year, really. Yeah. Yeah. You spring had a thing year. around your leg. Yeah. So yeah, knee surgery, you know, to not get in the weeds on that anyways, the surgery did not go as planned. So complications that made the recovery much longer. Um, prevented me from playing part of the senior football season. Yeah. And then right in the midst of that season, my mom was diagnosed yeah. with cancer too. Gosh, so that was just like that. a heavy yeah. year in the Buchanan family that um, we felt so loved and supported by the Santa Fe family and just with meals or people checking in. I mean, I still, when I come on campus, half the faculty ask, how, how are you doing? How's your mom doing yeah. with stuff? So it's, yeah. that's just neat that people still, I think, remember that and care. Um, that That's, I think, shaped... I think my perspective in life and going, to, uh, mm-hmm. going in things, and then just the the community aspect here, the familiar aspect, is something that I look to. I, I want to emulate with friends, you know, like our friendship here with Brad, or or just with others. Of um, I think what I took as commonplace or normal when I went to college <laughs> at Cal, realized, oh, this is not the normal high school experience. Yeah, like people don't people. talk about their high school in the same way. No, certainly not. Yeah, and they're not uh, friends with people from yeah. high school like we are. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I would say that launched, launched me well. And I think just the biblical teachings and foundation. I mean, it's hard. I was telling um, someone else here, uh, Dawn, that, you know, I feel in high school and middle school, you, you get a ton of good foundational teaching, Bible verse memory, 
or um, just education in the realm of um, walking with Jesus and Christianity, you know, to yeah, in that sense. And I think once you go to college, it's then the figuring out, okay, am I gonna am I gonna choose to believe this that yeah. I've been yeah. taught and gone to church about or heard in my um, from my teachers, or am I gonna choose to do something else? Yeah. And um, certainly every student has that opportunity. That I think Santa Fe equips you well enough to once you go off to college or after college to work out your faith in yeah. that way and determine yeah. it. Um, but I appreciate the good, strong foundation that it comes comes from. Certainly there's pros and cons to that because um, it can get a little numb or dumbed down just because you've heard it so much. So it can just feel mechanical. But I think that that was part of my journey in college was figuring out, okay, is this moralism faith to me? Mm. Am I actually yeah. choosing it to be on authentic relationship with Jesus yeah. as opposed to just rule following religiosity? Here's Here's what I know the right things to do are. Am I doing that out of mm-hmm. an understanding of my sin and need for Jesus and the redemptive forgiveness and grace he gives, or just because it's Pharisee-like, right. check the box. legalism, uh, this is what I'm supposed e- exactly. to do. Exactly. And yeah. so I think that's a pro-con to uh, a place like Santa, any Christian school, that of how do you, you know, have the right headspace to understand that where my wiring was very much more rule follower. I- I'm the best because yeah. I-, I did everything right. right. Yeah. which quickly that, that crumbles when right. you start to get get through life and realize, okay, God doesn't love me because I did everything right. Correct. Or I'm doing all the right things and I'm still dealing with this tragedy or this mm-hmm. difficult yep. thing. Yep. And, you know, wait a sec. I thought yep. I thought it was all supposed to work out yep. great, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that for that that whole knee surgery recovery thing, that that for me was where that initial initially had that view of, okay, well, God, I did everything right. Why didn't yeah. I recover faster? Or why didn't I get maybe get more playing time or more success on the field? Like, you know, I, I earned this because I went through the yeah. trials of a tough right. knee yeah. surgery type of yeah. thing mm-hmm. um, and realizing that's not necessarily how God works. I mean, yeah. for certain situations, sure, but um, did I choose to walk with him through that? So that I feel that like springboarded, that experience yeah. springboarded my journey with Jesus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, awesome. Bradley, <coughs> what about Excuse you? Me. That's a really good point that Santa Fe Christian for me was building that foundation but college was the proving grounds, yeah. right? You're not in your house anymore. You have complete freedom, uh, whatever that means, uh, to do the right thing or to do the wrong thing. And so when I went to college, I had a very different college experience going to Westmont, which is essentially a bigger yeah. Santa Fe. But Westmont with... and Berkeley, very different <laughs> yes. approaches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> very different sides of the spectrum. Uh, but still, any college, you're going to find temptation to, yep. to go off the deep end, um, to just give into your flesh. And, um, I experienced that and I relied on what I, I learned, um, not only through Santa Fe, but through my parents as well, growing up, being in their house for 18 years, seeing how they love each other, how they love God, how they read the word, how they pray, um, how they talk to God and then going to college and being like, Oh man, I'm on my own. And like Buck alluded to, is this my parents' faith? Is this Mr. Litz or Mr. Mr. Mm. Lyons, Mr. Kim's faith, mm. or is this my faith? Yeah. And so that was the, the decision I had to make when I went to Westmont. Um, ended up making the right one and saying, this is my faith. And it hasn't been a perfect journey since then by any means, but it, it was definitely a good experience to have that foundation be like, no, this is what I believe. And those, like you mentioned, scripture memories that I can call it to mind. Mm-hmm. That is the truth, not what you're telling me to do. Yeah. Which in the moment you're like, why did I have to memorize this dang verse? Right. Mm-hmm. You're sitting there, but it's wild. You're cramming. It's like, there's verses so now, I'm like, man, I, this I'm was so Mr. Litz or Mr. Garcia. Yeah. Like, 
wow, okay, this actually means something to me I, now. I always say the same thing, like, you know, for better or worse, most of the scripture that I know by memory, I learned at Santa Fe. Yeah. And I don't know if that's an indictment of, <laughs> yeah. like, my failure to memorize <laughs> yeah. stuff, but even the stuff that's that like, I got to learn yeah. this in five minutes because yeah. there's uh-huh. a quiz, right? Yeah. Like, it comes back to you yeah. all of a sudden yeah. in, in, in crazy times. Which I think at the age, middle school, high school age, you know, just from the developmental standpoint, you don't realize maybe how is this going to be applicable to me yeah. later in life. Mm-hmm. But... Teenagers never ask that question. Yeah, and but it's it's cool to see from the faculty standpoint, or once you get in, even in the college, like oh okay, I'm either really stressed about this, or I'm, I'm wrestling yeah. with it comes back my how do I navigate the party scene and hookup culture? What does scripture say about that? Yep. There's plenty of verses to reference from that. It's like okay, well, am I going to believe this or not, or just think this is an archaic verse from right you know centuries ago? Yeah, type of thing. And going back to your original question, Mike, you alluded to a master's in evangelism. I think you called mm-hmm. it in Austin. Um, I would say I had an undergrad in discipleship uh, with mm. with Chris White. Yeah, um, I don't know if Mr. you were White that. loved uh, Mr. White yeah. is an amazing yeah. man. Um, he was probably only my age when when I graduated. Yeah. he was oh, pretty young. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I had him in eighth grade uh, for science, and then he took a group of ten to twelve of us and led us through those five years, eighth grade to senior year, mm. and yeah. we'd meet every week and we'd go through the Bible, and we'd ask him hard questions, and he'd be totally transparent and honest. And uh, he was like a brother to me, but more important, like he was a spiritual mentor mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. And it really showed me the path of how do I lead other guys who are maybe a, a step or two behind me in their walk. And Chris White, if you're listening to this, love you. I owe you a call. Hope you and Ali <laughs> so are do doing I, Chris. well. <laughs> so do I. We <laughs> all do. Let's just get on the uh, conference so, call right but now. That's actually a good segue of like, who are some adults that were mentors to you that, that you are still connected with Mm -hmm. so chris is a big one uh just because he was consistent it wasn't just eighth grade and okay i'm gonna move on to the next class next year it was eighth grade through senior year five years yeah of pretty tough times like those are some tough years for which just for for people who don't know like that's 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 just a teacher doing something above and beyond their job Mm -hmm. description because they care which happens here all the time like like he doesn't get paid extra no not at all spending five years if anything he was buying us pizza yeah (laughs) right he's losing out (laughs) but we would go over to his house and just crash his place as smelly stinky rowdy 17 year olds there's there's 12 of us and one of him um so sure was hurting hurting cats at some point um but he he was really really influential in my life um fast forward a few years uh, I'd say there's seasons for everything, right? So I moved to Austin, had a great mentor, James, out there. Moved back to San Diego, and I have a couple mentors. One's name is Don. He's 50-something. He, he has kids my age. Uh, he's a great guy. We meet every Tuesday morning. Um, we've been going through Luke for the last couple years, so we take it real slow, really dive in, which is awesome. Uh, but he's one of those guys who I can just call up and say, Don, I'm experiencing this at work. Yeah. Or I have to let someone go. How do I do that with grace and love? Or um, I'm really tempted by this situation. Can you speak into my life? Because like you were mentioning the question of how does this affect me when I'm older? Yeah. That's something that I am thinking now yeah. that I wasn't yeah. 10 yeah, years ago. Sure. Uh, yeah. Of If I make this decision, what kind of path does that lead me on? And just someone that's seen a lot more life and that has loved his wife and loved God. Um, pretty much his whole life. It's amazing to have that. And it got to the point where I needed a place to live. And he and his wife uh, said, sure, you can live with us. So I stayed with them for almost six months, which they had never done to that point. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we go to the same church and just a true 
a true man of God mm. that I want to be when yeah. I'm his age. Awesome. Mm. What about you? In particular, adults like from Santa Fe that you're still connected with. Yeah. Present I mean, you, company excluded. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, I would say Doug Miller, the oh, AD yeah. here. Yeah. You know, grew up reading Ivan, uh, childhood friends. Uh, so Doug and Cammie specifically, I always say they're, they were like second parents to me. Yeah. Uh, they um, came alongside us and our just family through that season with my knee surgery stuff and my mom's cancer in 2011 and just have been close with them ever since. So that would be someone from here that still love to see and... Um, keep in touch with coach Rosetta would be another one. Um, I don't know if he listens to these. I doubt he would, but coach, if you are (laughs) shout out for you, if he started listening, he's not still listening. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. He he definitely didn't make it this far in. Um, I think too. Yeah. Similar to Brad moving to Austin. Um, two people, one he's my now father-in-law, uh, Warren. So we would meet, he worked with crew as well for years. So even before I started dating Rachel, we would meet weekly. Um, so he's a great, um, godly man of wisdom, and then Dave McKillian, who I think you yes. actually know yeah, from, from USC USA. days. Yeah, he, he, he was my campus crusade director at USC. Wow. Yeah, so uh, he was a, he actually him and his family moved to Austin about the same time that I did. So we got reconnected. Um, he's a family friend of ours. So he did our premarital counseling. Still try to keep in touch with him. Um, they're going to be out here in the next few weeks, actually. Yeah. Um, and then try to think. Yeah, out moving back here. That that's definitely something that I still am finding and I think in the season with young kids too it's like just time making time and availability for that is something that I want to be better at of you know there's one off kind of catch up every few times a year with some folks you know that's obviously my father-in-law parents certainly still view my dad and father-in-law as as good mentors Um, but others like like a Dave or finding one here you know there's some great men at my church but that's an area where I'm like okay I want to grow more in that and where I can learn from Brad that that he has that steady meeting with Don is something like, okay, I'd love to get something similar to that. Um, just because as you go through stages in life, certainly I see value in always wanting someone that's a little bit, a few years ahead that you can uh, just yeah. ask questions from. So as I'm in that stage of a young family, Hey, who are some people that are in the, you know, the kids are in the kind of five to 10 range or, or soon to be teenagers just to see what, what, what were your parenting techniques? What were your discipline techniques? Yeah. Um, as we're soon to be in that stage. Uh, happy to share ours as examples yes. of what not to do, like processing. <laughs> and you got two girls, and I have two girls I, too. There so. we go. Yeah, uh, there we go. Uh, as soon to be neighbors, we'll come over and have. have I know. So talk, Andrew, sure. Andrew is moving like a mile from me. You said tomorrow is moving yes. day. Okay, so, big day. How yeah. old are your kids? Uh, seven and four. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. I yeah. Think you found your match. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have answers yet, but I'll <laughs> gladly ask the questions alongside <laughs> okay, you. Perfect. Maybe together. Yeah. We we'll find someone with the answers. All right, so how would you say, like, you've now been friends for, gosh, probably 15 years. Yeah, Okay. at least. What about your friendship, like, thinking back to your time at Santa Fe, is the same, and what has changed? Hmm. So I would say, in a good, well, good and bad way, um, it's gotten, obviously, deeper over the years, just as we've gone through life together, through Mm -hmm. certain seasons, um, Mm -hmm. through relationships, um, for sure. And um, I would say, in high school or even in college, like we're both heavy competitors. So I think a lot of our, our friendship was working out together or competing together, which was fun, but at the same time also trying to like beat each other yeah. and finding glory that. in that. Yeah. And I think we've both... You're stronger than me, but yeah. I can jump higher. Yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. And I, I think we've both... <laughs> so stupid. You know, in recent years, come to realization like, that is not any benefit to anyone. Like, yeah. let's just 
encourage each other in, in when we work out together or play yeah, beach volleyball right. as opposed to get really frustrated totally. at each other and just try to yeah. beat, each, beat each other like but we're who each is other's stronger? younger brother. I'm oh, kidding. he's stronger <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Any day of the week. So, yeah, and I think we've both had seasons in relationships just with, like, pre-Rachel, there was a, you know, girlfriend of mine that Rachel wasn't, or Rachel... We're Rachel going here. Fond of either. Oh, yeah. Brad, Brad Buckle wasn't up. fond of Brad wasn't fond of either, and just yeah. Um, I, would I remember say, that, and you didn't tell me you had friends that weren't fond. Yeah, of Yeah, and person. he, you know, he was saying now too. He'd rather bluntly just said it. I'm not a yeah. fan of her, which is like wow, that that came just coming right at it. But hopefully there was some love. Yeah, there. I think that there was. You know, maybe the delivery wasn't the best, but there was love behind it <laughs> type of not. thing. Is this turning into therapy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we, we've already processed through that. Um, I lack tact, but yeah. But, you know, just working through the, the tension of, of that for yeah. sure. Um, and just, I think, the stage we're in now of, um, yeah, the young professional careers we're in and um, the season is married and young family type of thing of, of that. And just, you know, how do we continue to be authentic and check in with each other of him asking, hey, how's your relationship with Rachel going? Or I think we still try to ask, how's your time you know, in the word going, or what are you learning? You know, just yeah. basic, basic questions like that, that I think as men aren't common questions that we mm-hmm. ask each other or choose to because we often hang on the surface level. Right. Uh, just to be intentional in asking those and going there because it's easy just to, for the years of friendship that we've had, just to coast yeah. and do yep. shared fun activities together as opposed to get on the heart level yeah. with each other. Yeah. Awesome. Amen. I agree <laughs> what he said. No, I don't have too much to add, uh, but just piggybacking off what you said it, it used to be a friendship where we were very competitive we would also build each other up yep. but it was yeah it was there was a lot of competition even yeah. i remember when we were dating it's like who's gonna date first yeah. and yeah. who's got the prettier girlfriend <laughs> yeah. and who's gonna get married first and all this stuff and we've come to a point um just with a lot of stuff in my life that's happened and some stuff in your life as well that we're we're here to build each other up mm-hmm. you know we're on the same team we have each other's backs there's enough in the world that's going to try to tear us down mm. um, especially as believers yep. that the purpose of our friendship is to glorify god and yeah. to bring us both closer to him Amen. so we don't do that perfectly mm. uh, but we sure have a lot of fun yeah. uh, chatting and yeah. and playing volleyball and lifting weights yeah uh Thank you guys both. Like this has been a ton of fun. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty wild to to think back to to first getting to know you guys. You know, when I was first an employee here, and mm-hmm. you guys were were in school, and um, I think the vibe was actually pretty similar. But <laughs> it, you know, I'm glad it's yeah. still there. Like this was a ton of fun, and just really proud of you guys. And you represent our Thank school you. really, really well. And um, it means a lot that you've come back and, and share a little bit about your journey since. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. It's been a been an honor. Hope we did uh, Santa Fe justice. You did great. You did great. I mean, next time I <laughs> expect up. cookies. I do yeah. expect the cookies. Yes, next time. I will like bring those. Yeah, shortly. so it's like a night have my mom. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, and thank you to those of you out there listening and or watching us. And if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for listening to our Eagle Perspective podcast. Uh, we have more alumni coming, and we have other episodes that we've got posted to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and elsewhere where podcasts are available. Check us out, and we look forward to seeing you next time.